yeah. I know what happens anyway, so. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, so anyway, Jess, feel free to talk or not as you watch this episode. Um, okay. Hey, everyone, it's, it's, uh, it's The Last of Us. We're all so prepared. We'll watch the show that we're supposed to talk about, <laughs> and no funny business here. Um, my name's Nirov, and I am, of course, your host. I'm joined by Felicia. Hello, it's me. Jess is maybe here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, she is here right now, and then... Oh, uh, no! Have... What's happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jess is watching the episode right now. I, I don't know what to say about this. I actually, and quickly, I will also introduce our guest for today, uh, which is my buddy Eric. Uh, if you're, uh, Eric, why don't you do a quick uh, introduction? Oh, shoot. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, hi, my name is Eric, and I love The Last of Us, so I'm excited to be here. That's true. I can confirm that. I'm um, so glad you don't hate The Last of Us. It's Last of Us or Bust? Yeah, well, well you never yeah. know. Yeah. Um, this does remind me of when I did the for the Game Busters podcast like years ago. I did a near automata episode, and I knew one of my friends like I thought because I think I saw on Steam he was playing, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on this episode?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And then it turned out that like he was like, "Yeah, I've only played like thirty minutes of it, but I'm going to play it while we do the podcast, so I'll be able to give sort of a live reaction." <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. So <laughs> that is what we're doing today. So anyway. Uh yeah. What was that? Sorry, it's my watch. She uh What did your watch in. say? She said sorry, I couldn't quite understand that. All right. So, uh today we're going to be talking about episode 8 um of The Last of Us which covers the uh part of the game where you meet David and his uh I'll just say friends. Um <laughs> his buddies. And uh was actually like I was really excited for. Her. So, Actually, I do want to say, since you're new here, Eric, why don't you cover some of your uh, love of The Last of Us and any like associated tattoos and merchandise you have? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I mean, 2013, I remember playing The Last of Us for the very first time. And see, I'm a, I'm a big movie guy. I love movies. Um, and to play a game that was so intimate but so cinematic um, and telling a story that was both very... Uh, you know, vicious, but at the same time, it had it had a core story that was really about love and redemption. Really, really stood out to me, and it's a game that I've been coming back to almost every year to play. Um, and there's a lot of themes within that and part two that I know. You know, everyone can walk away with their own perception. I know a lot of people feel that it's very violent and it's about hate and it's about you know aggression and all that. But really, I do feel that it is about you know, really exploring who you are. It's about coming to terms. It's about acceptance. Um, and I think, you know, whether you've dealt with trauma or you've dealt with different things in, in your life, I think there's a beauty to it where out of that darkness, there is light. Um, and we kind of see the the characters go through those stories. And I think Naughty Dog is a very, very talented, um, you know, developer and they, they also are very, um, you know, they kind of keep to their guns. They say, hey, this is a story we want to tell, and we're not going to let you kind of create your own story out of it. This is this is the path that we want you to go down. These are the emotions we want you to feel, and I think they nail it. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's meant a lot to me. Um, I've had some, some obviously, some dark times in, in my life, and, I and you know, the funny thing is, uh, the last of us is, is a game that was, you know, at times pulled me out of it. And yeah, I got, I have, uh, an, uh, the Ellie tattoo, the, the moth with the, with the, um, the foliage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you will, I, I have that. And, um, I do have planned later on to get, uh, essentially a half sleeve that is, you know, fungus and a guitar and, and, uh, Ellie switchblade and the firefly logo and all of that on, on my forearm. So, uh, yeah, it, me it means a lot to me. And when I heard that this show was going to be developed, I fell out of my seat. Then when I found out that Neil Druckmann was going to be part of it, I couldn't believe it. And then when they said that the uh, essentially the the showrunner of uh, Chernobyl, which is one of my favorite shows, was going to uh, lead the project, I couldn't believe it. And I think eight episodes in, I think we can all agree, even though there's there's been some highs and some lows, um, they're absolutely killing it. So yeah. I'm going to be happier. 
Awesome. Yeah, uh, you think you were right to be excited. I was a little bit more cautious than you, I think, um, just because of historically how the adaptations of video games have been. Um, but it looks like they're on an upswing. And I mean, obviously, it's not even it's not really the same thing as, you know, what The Last of Us is doing. But like the Sonic movies have been great. You know, they, they did a good job with those. And, uh, you know, there's obviously the animes like Castlevania. It was great. Um, and then uh, Arcane was amazing. So I think they're doing better with these adaptations now. Um, I think it's just uh, I think a lot. I think it just took a long time for Hollywood people to figure out what a video game was, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not 100% agree, and I think a lot of the criticisms that I see from gamers about what's not in the show is the exact stuff that they needed to take out of it for it to work as a TV adaption. Right. Um, you know, they're focusing on the characters and the story and the themes of, of the game versus, you know, episode after episode of them sneaking around trying to take out clickers and bloaters, you know? So as much as I would love to see more of that, it's it's honestly not missed. At least not on me. Yeah, I think that the show would be a lot better if it was just Joel dying 50 times while he was trying <laughs> to kill two clickers in a small room. 30 minutes of him crouching around a room, like going through all the drawers and putting together like <laughs> scissors to make like a shiv. Way to call yourself out as a bad gamer. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, let's let's get into this episode. Um, also, today we are in a little bit of a rush, so we have a, we have a moratorium on animal facts today. <laughs> <laughs> So, Felicia, don't you say one fucking thing about a single animal. I definitely am because I'm I'm suing about You're the horse. Suing? You're suing I'm me? Su- I'm suing about the horse. But the episode oh. talks so much about deer as well, so we can't do any deer facts. I guess we could do some deer facts later. Oh, okay, good. listen. <laughs> so, first of all, I, will, I do want to say that I was... Um, when I heard they were doing this TV show and I was, like, thinking about, like, how it might be formatted my first thought was like okay the episode with david is probably is going to be the best one like i am excited for that and i don't know why i thought that but like i mean that was i to me that was weirdly the most memorable part of the game like obviously you know i remember what happened at the ending but like having i think the part where the the fact of ellie getting isolated and you know you lose joel and everything for this whole whole portion of the game like i guess that's the part that stuck out to me and like the kind of the scariness of not having him around anymore. Um, I think it's probably worth just quickly mentioning to Eric that Felicia hasn't played the game before, just in case he doesn't know. Oh, yeah. Um, I would... That's a great That's a great point. We're trying to keep it, like, mostly spoiler-free for, like, for, like story, story spoilers. spoilers. So don't, I, I don't, don't, don't talk about what is going to happen in the finale. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking so we'd just talk about favorite moments. So I was idea. like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Makes sense. All right. Um, so yeah, we're, um, but yeah, no, I, I was really impressed with this episode because one, I think the, the, I don't, actually I need to, I need to check who the actor is, but the actor who played David was fucking perfect. He was so good. Um, I Funny felt like his, his last name was Shepard, <laughs> which Ooh. is kind of funny considering the uh, context of a lot of what he says in the show. They yeah. also uh, changed him up a bit for the show. They made him somewhat creepier with the fact that he used to be a teacher and now he's a preacher, <laughs> considering his, like, hobby. <laughs> yeah, like, there was definitely a lot of hints of that kind of stuff um, in the show, which I don't know if I remember from the game. Like, Yeah, there, like... they hinted towards it, but didn't, like, directly say it outright, but you could kind of like tell that's where it was going just from Ellie's reaction alone. Yeah, I think suffice it to say he's an is a nasty man. Don't like yeah. him. Yeah. Um but like I did like this character a lot and I thought it was really cool of course to see our good friend Troy Baker um in like a pretty prominent speaking role. I, I Yeah, really I thought that. I thought you would be more in the background. Yeah. Um, so Eric, how did you, how did you feel about us, us meeting our good old friend here? Yeah, I'm a good old friend. So like, why didn't we invite him to the podcast? Uh... He actually has his own competing podcast is the problem. Oh, oh okay. I see. <laughs> I think Troy Baker actually does run the official HBO podcast for the show analysis. Nope, yeah, <laughs> does. Um, I bet I, ours is better. <laughs> I thought it was great. I mean, obviously, obviously, Troy Baker getting a role, and and you know, the funny thing is that James isn't really a big role in the 
in the game. You know, he he's there at the beginning. He goes off for the medicine, but you really don't you don't see him um, throughout. And here, right. you know, it's interesting because um, they really, and I think Troy does an amazing job, kind of fleshing out his character with just simple moments and glances and how he pauses and the things that he does, where you can tell that he follows David um, and is loyal to him to a degree, but at the same time, he does not not agree with the things that he's doing because he he does question, he does pull back. Um, and someone had pointed out uh, something that I, I didn't think about, but there was uh, – okay, we, we can talk about like the, the full episode, right, at this point? Yeah, yeah, the whole episode, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah there, there was a moment. There's the moment where where James's character he he shoots and kills uh, the the horse, and they go up to Ellie, and he's about to shoot her. And when I went back to rewatch it, based on the comment that I read, the the person had said it, it almost looked like they were trying to do a mercy kill. That's where, what I thought. Yeah, yeah, where they were trying to kill Ellie because they did not. He, he could already see how David was interested in her oh. and he didn't want, he didn't want that for her. Cause that it was, was weird. How much scarier, but yeah, I, I can believe that Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's like, it's little moments like that, that, that I think kind of really flesh out that whole dynamic. And um, I, I thought Troy in the way he, he kind of delivered that whole moment was, was amazing. And then obviously you kind of get the, the uh, ironic part where, um, He's Joel in the video game, but he gets killed by Ellie. So that's a yeah, nice bad. little nice little touch there. <laughs> um, so Felicia, how did you feel about David's character not having known him before? Um <clears throat> well, obviously he is a creep, but it is I'm trying to remember there was a show I was watching that really reminded me of these these people in this I like to call it a cult. Um and they they weren't, they were very aware of what they were doing. And basically what they would do is like eat a family meal. It's on Netflix and I cannot remember the fucking name of it. They would eat a family meal and at the end of the name, they would pick names of who the next meal would be. And I can't remember the name of it. And I, I kept thinking about that last night. And all I kept thinking is <laughs> the last place I would want to be on earth is with these fucking people. Well, I don't we did already establish that you would be dead before getting here. So. It, it's true. I, I can't survive because no. Um, but man, that man, I would have shot him if I were if, if I were Ellie. She's like, I'll shoot you. No, I wouldn't even hesitate. That man had such creeper vibes. This just... is always like a storyline in, in apocalyptic media. There's always like a. a group that they run into that are cannibals <laughs> yeah yes. no, it's, it's it's unavoidable um yeah the one uh the ones in, in fallout are it, that's so much fun though the uh, yeah the, the quest the white tuxedos like that whole quest is like maybe the best in the game um but yeah it is it is a weird thing i mean of course it's something that would probably just happen right i mean if it came to that yeah also Jess, I mean, we're very familiar with cannibals with our time in the forest. You know? <laughs> yeah, we, we and Nero have had a taste of it ourselves and fact. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we... literally. <laughs> like, okay, listen I... to me. In Jess has been eating people just because she feels like it. And I have been like, no, I'm going to survive on rabbits and birds. And Jess will just like cut a guy's head off and just be munching on it behind me. <laughs> Stop. I've been watching a lot of Hannibal and I had to take a break because I started having <laughs> nightmares. The way you say the forest as well makes it sound like this isn't about a game. Oh, like this is a real thing that we did in a real forest, it sounds like. <laughs> okay, there's a video game called The Forest. It's funny too because the night before watching this episode, I watched a movie called Bones and All, which is essentially a, a love story between two cannibals. Oh. And... Uh, it's. I mean, it's. It's a good movie, but yeah, they're. They're pretty much. There's. There's people in the world that are called eaters, and they can kind of smell each other out. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and and every once in a while they get these very very strong urges, and if they don't, they don't uh, eat, then you know it does them a lot of harm. So they, you know, it depends on the morality of the person uh, that's an eater, kind of whether they kill or they look for elderly or they look for people already dead or kind of how they do it. Uh, but it's pretty much a coming of age story of these two teenagers who find each other and fall in love, but they got to eat people. 
Okay. At least they got something in common. I guess so. Something to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we have we start off the episode with, with Joel obviously still not doing well. And um, the infection, or the regular, not, not like the cordyceps, but like a, a regular boring infection spreading. <laughs> and, a regular boring infection. <laughs> uh, those, are, those are so old. Okay. Um, That's so last year. It's so last year. So, yeah, it, it's interesting because like, at this point, like, you know, we've already had a taste of, like, Ellie basically trying to be, like, alone and keep Joel alive very briefly in the last episode. But, like, um, I guess it, beca- it, you know, it's it's very apparent between this and the last one that, like, Ellie is not somebody who has survival skills. Like, she grew up in the Fedra camp and, like, basically, like, not like she had an easy life, but, like, she never had to, like, learn any survival skills or things like that, you know. Um and never had to like you know worry about her safety like 24 7 like that um and it's interesting that she like actually goes out there to hunt and chases the uh the deer all the way there um i thought that was i thought that was interesting i guess she was just desperate she just chases this deer through the forest yeah i mean <laughs> there's no way she was gonna be able to, she would have had to cut it up for sure and i was thinking there's no way like that she knew how to really do that because joel's been doing most of that for her Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There we go. There was one survivor uh, in this show, which was the rabbit that came out. Oh, yeah, oh, that white came rabbit. Unscathed. That's good. I was I was worried about that rabbit at the beginning, but then it was okay. <laughs> that was funny because that's like a, a meme from the game of that uh, streamer, and she's like uh, just watching the bit where they think Joel's dead and she sees a rabbit and she's like she's like mid crying from the oh scene with Joel God. and she's like oh that's the cutest thing I've ever seen and then Ellie just like <laughs> shoots, shoots a rabbit it. and she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny she just like loses it well that was me last night watching that fucking <laughs> so it's like oh my god this is John Wick all over again <laughs> um yeah that was sad man but yeah so um meeting James and uh David, I thought was I thought it was really interesting. Like this, and I think the character. Okay, this is. I guess I'm having trouble trying to say phrase this, but like, I feel like David was scarier in the game, but he was like way more sinister in this because he sounded less scary. If that makes sense, I don't know if that made sense. Um, he was less. He was less outwardly threatening, and that made him more sinister in the show, which I liked. Yeah, I'm actually watching the scene with the burning cabin now. Um. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, in the show, or at least in, in the game, um, or at least from a comparison, I think in the show, they, they do a better job of building him up. I, from the moment it started, even though I knew kind of where David was going to go, the fact that he was kind of reading scripture already put me on edge. Um <laughs> And it kind of gives you like I, I mean I hate to say it but I mean it's true you you get those kind of cult vibes from it obviously um, right. some of the stuff that that he ends up talking to sounds very kind of white supremacist and then you have the teacher and the the kind of preacher and all of those kind of things they they kind of put a lot of those little things together that just kind of make you uneasy to where certain things start to happen and you're like yep yep I mean if if you, you can see this coming right and the way he he completely like gaslights her and manipulates her or tries to at least with ellie and you can see that ellie kind of wants to believe in certain at certain points she lets her guard down just a little bit but um but yeah it just it just gets worse and worse so i i do feel um that he was in the show much i don't know what the word is creepier that's why I'm using the word sinister. I, I, I guess that's all I could think of. But like, yeah, I'm not sure what the word is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked this a lot, though. And I think this is one of those things where you've got to be like, or it, it happens in every every apocalypse thing. Um, the There always has to be like one episode where like, they find out like, the, like oh, we're the humans are the real monsters. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, um, what, if we're, what if we're the real walkers? Um, 
but like you know you find out that like the humans are the scarier threat than the monsters at some point yeah Um, i'm so happy they did it this way though because so a big thing of the last of us especially with the last of us part two is them trying to humanize the villains right and i think they've been trying to do that throughout they've they've humanized fedra right with with kind of the flashback with ellie i mean that her one-on-one conversation with the director the teacher whoever that person was like you could tell he cared about her and he it seemed like he cared about his mission right um with kathleen they tried to kind of humanize so you get you get a lot of those kind of moments but the the fact is and i I was really hoping that they didn't do that with with david because he is pure evil and the truth is it's like yeah you can you can look at it from his perspective if you want they came to this resort during the summer it was beautiful it was nice there was a lot of game they thought that they were going to make it winter hits and they were completely screwed and but that doesn't mean that just because of the situation they're in that um that he wasn't always like that like he said he has a violent heart and he just started kind of relishing in that after he could so i think it's important to kind of show that there are some people out there that are just they don't they don't have any other motivation outside of the fact that they're just bad people because the truth is like we've seen it right there's there's yeah that out there i also think that in that sense um and I, I know that um, David says, you know, he has that conversation with Ellie about like, I have a violent heart and like you do too. And, you know, of course, you know, if you play the games, you, you kind of know what's coming and can, you know, see the, see that they're building to there. But more interesting I found was the sort of indirect contrast it draws to Joel, who is, in, is interesting because although he does a lot, a lot of violence, I don't think that he is somebody with a violent heart. You know what I mean? No, that's why I didn't agree with his brother when his brother said to him, like, you've killed people and done these things. Like, I think everything they've done was out of necessity, like not out of like, really like just being like malice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I think Joel is somebody who is extremely jaded. And so committing these acts of extreme violence, like, or something that kind of doesn't phase him as much anymore. But like at the same time, like even comparing him and Ellie, whenever they have like, you know, the few times she's killed somebody versus like when he does, like you can see that she, she is like somebody who like almost relishes it. And he is not somebody who is enjoying it. Yeah. I think he, you know, he obviously with, with how he's been living, he just kind of hardened himself. He completely just kind of went inwards and, and really, I think just stopped feeling in general. Yeah, yeah. But um, what they've done in this show versus the game is they've had a lot of small moments, like when he goes up to the old man in in the house with the Henry and Sam episode, and he's just like, "Don't, like, please don't," right? Um, and you don't get those moments in the game. So I think they've done a better job of making uh, Joel just a more complex character. Yeah, I agree. And it's not like, and he was already like a. Like I think sufficiently complex character I think um, in the in the game, but like I definitely see that like an improvement in this in the in the show version of him because I also feel like and I think we've talked about this in the in the Discord a little bit, Eric, but like every episode has in some way been a little stepping stone to like add another layer of complexity onto Joel's decision at the end that is coming in the finale, like in a very like clear and like neatly laid out way that i really really like how they've done that absolutely like i you know playing the game you don't you don't necessarily ever get the sense that joel joel feels like he's failing at protecting if anything because of all the encounters we go through we're pretty successful at protecting ellie yeah and i think in this show they really go a long way between you know the hearing and how he's feeling and the emotional breakdown he has with tommy to really just kind of paint him as as like these are his true fears and it uh, i mean i i think they've just I, pedro pascal obviously just kind of nails those scenes and uh leading up to what you're saying kind of leading up to where i think we're going i'm very very uh excited and curious to see how people and even how i'm going to react because you know you I, I i it's without spoiling anything you know i think there's it's very split the ending of the game, right? How people feel about it. And I wonder if the show is pushing in more in one direction where we're all going to kind of feel, you know, the yeah. same about it. I, you know what I mean? I, I can kind of see what you mean. I think a lot of people about the ending also were not as much split on um, 
if the, it, it's weird because it's it's different. It's like I think this is. Uh, let me restart. A lot of people are split on the ending as like, did the right did, did like did he do the right thing basically? And it's like, I think it prompted like, I mean, I, I will say like before the Last of Us two came out, like I think this, I think it prompted a lot of really cool discussions uh, around like you know gaming outlets and just circles and stuff like that, right? Like people's different opinions on like if he did the right thing or not and why they believe that, et cetera. Um, and I think there's like, you know, room for discussion on it. Although, you know, I, I think we all have our opinions we'll talk about next week, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I agree with you there. So um, one thing I do want to uh, get to though. Um, so Felicia, I was curious about this cause I know we had talked about it earlier. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think that we like both kind of expressed like a little bit of like, I think during the mall, the mall episode, the last one, like Mm -hmm. Bella Ramsey, like we're like, kind of like, Oh, I don't really know if she's like going to be able to like carry a whole season of of, like TV as the, the main character, like in the future for season two. Um, But like, I feel like for me in this episode, she very decisively like proved to me that she will be able to do that. I'm, I'm not worried about it anymore. Um, No, I think that, she's uh, a good actress i i think that the last episode i just felt like uh more so she didn't have a lot of chemistry with her i think that partner. was me too yeah, yeah. Um, and i don't even think the actress playing riley did like a bad job i just think no. she and she and bella ramsey did not have much chemistry on screen yeah i'm kind of hoping they work a bit more on the chemistry when casting dina i don't know if they'll still keep the casting of the girl that we got a cameo of in uh, when they arrived in Jacksonville yeah. or Jackson, I can't remember what Jackson, it's yeah. called. Jackson. No, Jacksonville is in Florida. That's over here. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson um, is it? Is it Jackson Hole, Wyoming? Just Jackson, Wyoming. Oh. Is. And that is yeah. a real town, by the way. You can you can head over there if you'd like. Um, I, I, I doubt the girl that they used in that scene is the one that they'll use as Dino. So I feel like yeah. that would go for a proper casting process. Um, um, it sucks for her. Yeah, yeah. that's too bad. <laughs> Uh, I think like uh, well, also not just her, but like um, Jesse as well, who's a very main character that spends a lot of time with Ellie. You know, they probably they really need to like make sure that they have the right chemistry um, for stuff yeah, like that. Because she's got the right chemistry with Joel. Yeah, yes. she had, she and Pedro Pascal play off each other perfectly, and I know that was probably a very long test to find the right people to fit together there. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy they they did, but. Yeah, I think that, um, and I mean, they're just, they're not even long scenes, but like, I think that Bella Ramsey and um, she played off the actor playing David extremely well on screen. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that. And even like the scene where they pick her up and put her on the the butcher block, like that scene was so real. <laughs> like when she's screaming and then she bites him and then she's like, now you're infected. And he like questions it. That's that was awesome. A, that's such a good <laughs> moment because you're like, he, he really does question it, even though he's like, he starts to like, um, be like, am, am I or am I not? Like, and then she, she like just takes that cleaver and I'm like, this is a great scene. <laughs> like this whole scene is very like well so- done. Yeah, so to me, when David was like, no, like, I'm not infected, it wasn't as much a, a disbelief in, like, you know, just because of, like, Ellie, like, not having turned and stuff. It was more like, I'm I'm me, I can't turn, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was kind of what I was feeling from it. Like, I'm, like, if he really is as devout in, in everything as he, he uh, appears to be as, like, a cult leader, it's like, he's somebody who would probably think himself immortal, you know? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I mean, I think he holds himself in such a high regard. And, you know, when he when he goes when he slaps that girl and then he tells her, like, I'm your like, I'm your father. So you shouldn't be sad. It's it's less about kind of me more like as a parent to you, but more as almost a godly figure to you. Right. So I, I do think, you know, that. Oh, yeah. He, when he, when he, he does see that, himself like that. When he said that line, like, I'm your father, I was imagining like a big capital F there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he, I think that's kind of how it was like to come across. Like, yeah, like you said, like a godly figure. Um, Not like him, um, like telling this girl, like the truth that he and her mom, like might, might have slept around, around a bit. Oh, so you think it was a Darth Vader situation? 
No, girl, I am your father. Come on. <laughs> Not here. I'm a, I'm a creepy preacher, dude. I'm everybody's father. I have not had a lot of encounters IRL with creepy preachers, I'll say. That well, might have something to do with being, like, I guess Hindu and, like... Yeah, I grew, really- ca- I grew up very Catholic, so, like, um, as somebody who doesn't go to church anymore, like, I am very untrusting of people who are, like, like that man. It is, it is very uneasy for me. It's... Yeah, There's, there were some things going on in the churches I've been to. So just, just feels real bad. Yeah, when we get to the like pretty iconic, I think like um, burning cabin scene um, with uh, the two of them in there, which by the way, I a hundred percent will say was like the scariest part of that game. I don't know if you guys agree with me, <laughs> but. Um, I remember being like legitimately scared while I was playing that that section of the game, like hiding from him in this burning cabin here. Yeah, I mean, I think thematically it was uh, the scariest part of the game for me is will always be the sewers and the tunnels with the stalkers. But just because stalkers are scary. But uh, yeah, but but that was more kind of me scared of like kind of like jump scary. I think me scared for my character, like scared for Ellie. And especially not knowing, like the first time you play it, not knowing what's going to happen or how she's going to get out of it. And I think they handle that very well in the entire chapter and even in the show where like each moment you're just like, how, how is she going to get away from this? Like when they put her on the butcher block, you're like, how is she going to do this? And, and it's, it, it just builds so, <laughs> so much. It's freaky. Yeah. Um, it, it really feels like that. The moment that she like kills David, and I, I think this is—it's obviously—it's all symbolic. You know, Neil Neil knows what he's doing with his symbology. Like, right? He, um, Ellie, the innocent young Ellie, is, like basically is burns in the in this cabin and rises out of the fire like a phoenix. She is a different person after this. After she kills David, um, and like that scene. I remember it still being like somewhat brutal in the game, but like the scene of her killing him in this show is so much more violent and brutal. Um, it's they really, really, and I mean, like again, and I'm trying to speak carefully here for Felicia, but like knowing how Ellie like turns out, I guess in in the next uh, game and what she'll be like in the next season, like I feel like they've done a really good job building the character that way. Um, yeah, I think piggybacking off of that, you, you said that the, the show felt more brutal. And I've I've watched the two clips side by side and mm-hmm. and they play out almost identical. Really what makes it more brutal is Bella and her performance. Yeah, she, you're right. The, the way the way she goes about it, um, from from the scream right before, you know, that just kind of tears right through you. And mm-hmm. then she takes and then she just uh, like I can't tell you just how that I mean that that was a moment, absolutely. And I remember just kind of being there with my mouth open, just being like, even though I knew what to expect, I could yeah. not. And you know, just to kind of add to that real quick is that um, I know that there, there's I've heard at least myself that there's some complaints about the the show not being you know violent, right, or not as violent as as the game. They do a lot of cutaways. They don't show a lot of the deaths. And to me, this episode is a shining example of why they were very careful with their violence throughout the entire series. Because if we were seeing stuff like this happening every single episode, this would not have hit as hard. So the fact yeah, that we were, we're kind of building toward it and then we get that like 15 second shot of her just going to town. Like, I think- That was I such think- a long shot. <laughs> it went way longer than I thought it would. Yeah. It was it was really well and yeah I will also say this when when she's doing the actual like stabbing and screaming and and killing him like and uh, just you know testament to Bella but like her eyes are like completely empty I don't know how she does it but like there is just like nothing behind them and I think it's like a really just like I think she's basically just channeling this animalistic like violence that I a testament to her acting ability hundred percent and you know it's it's kind of weird that i went back and watched that scene like a couple times but um i did and um even with subtitles on (laughs) you can you you can kind of see where it has like david's death gurgle 
and you kind of have Ellie stop for like half a second. So, you know, she's realized she's dead. And mm-hmm. then for like six more seconds, she just goes right back at it. Man, that is a rough way to go. Uh, Felicia, do you feel like justice was dispensed? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much um, what somebody... My thought was she killed him like somebody who somebody who's been um violated and he deserved to die that way i'm gonna be honest i I probably probably would have done the same thing that's an interesting observation and it's it's not something i think that we know if if something like that happened to her when she was younger yeah um but you know it is it is certainly possible but yeah i don't know interesting um i don't know eric is that in the lore anywhere no, no, it, it it isn't. But at the same time, I think there's Ellie has been holding in a lot mm-hmm. um, over over the course of her life from w- what we'll eventually find out. You know how how things kind of go with her her mom, but um, you know with Riley, with you know people around her, with Tess, with even with Joel and and how he dies, and Henry and Sam, and he, she's just kind of holding in all of this anger that she really hasn't been able to release and i think she handles it by you know joking around and and kind of suppressing those emotions so i think felicia's uh the way she kind of pointed out like her being violated i think is 100 percent. i mean she was caged she was treated as an animal she was going to be killed and eaten and then this guy was trying to you know not so subtly make make her his wife and and at the end there, when he's holding her down and he's saying like, I like, you should know by now, I like it when they fight. Like, I think at that point, you know, when she gets that, that butcher's knife in her, she lets all of that out. Mm-hmm. Oof. Oh boy. All right. So let's talk about deer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is it? It's funny though. A lot of like you even mentioned, like, oh, I was so excited going into this episode. Like, this this was my favorite part of the game, and I find myself saying this a lot with like the entire series. Like, after every episode is done, and I'm crying, and I'm like, I'm just saying, what kind of person am I that this is like the fa- my favorite thing in the world, where it's just <laughs> devastating every single episode. I kind of get it, and I, I mean, I, I kind of get it. I, I think like, and like, yeah, there's there's some some parts of these games that have had some like, you know, definitely evoke some emotional response for me, like. Um, and especially the, the ending, you know, that I, I think that definitely jerked a tear out of me the first time. Um, but like, yeah, I I don't know. It's weird. People find comfort in the weirdest places. Like, I think I've mentioned many times that my like happy place is, uh, is fallout Four, even though it's like this post-apocalyptic wasteland where everything's trying to kill you. Like, it just makes me feel comfortable and safe when I play that game. Um, My, uh, comfort films are the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like yeah. I needed to watch Paddington 2 after that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need a Paddington cleanse. I actually still have not seen Paddington 2. I've only seen I have not one. seen it either. Shame Come on. I enjoyed it, but this whole like it's the best film ever made, I feel like isn't an overstatement, but it is enjoyable. I think it's one of the one of in the category of wholesome movies where it's just it's just wholesome it's just nice yeah, that's true and sometimes you need that also does anyone remember this small bear corduroy from the children's books um i love that book and i need to get it for my nephew i thought i sent it to him but i did not that was like the one i distinctly remember my mom reading to us a lot when we were like very little yes um, and i cry every time i read it. <laughs> good content i cry every time i cry every time i reread corduroy um <laughs> Please judge me. Trying to find his button. (laughs) I'm curious to kind of hear your take. We talked a lot about Ellie and everything that that's kind of gone down the line, but we also get some of of Joel this time around. And we, we kind of get uh, a little glimpse of how Joel used to be. And I was wondering how you, what you thought about how, how those scenes played out. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's, it's interestingly, like, like I said before, like it all feels like it's, I'm coming at this with a, with a, you know, a different mind than like maybe a lot of the audience. Cause like, I know what happens. So like, it feels like a lot of it is, is set up for like explaining what he's going to do now. And like, 
it's not even but it doesn't feel like it's being like shoved in as like an apology or anything like that like i think this is the probably the best way to put it is like everything that how we we learn about joel is like another piece of explanation for what he does but not an excuse um and like uh like i think we we said earlier like he he's I don't, I don't feel like the show is like trying to make us feel like joel apologists over here <laughs> but mm-hmm. um i think that they've done a really good job characterizing him and and in the same way that he was done in the games but like in a way that almost like gives him more layers to be analyzed even if we come to the same conclusion and i think that's i think that's really neat um i'm obviously not going to like change my mind about like how i feel about the ending uh based on you know the the changes in the in the show like i think my opinion's gonna stay the same but like i love this i love all these layers i don't know i really like when scripts are very neatly tied up um and like this this script for this entire show um has been has just felt like very everything i learned in film school was applied perfectly (laughs) this is a reference that like four people will get so i hope they're listening um the way the way I see The Last of Us is that it's a romance. Um, it's like a love it's a love story, but like obviously not like a romantic love story. It's a love story between um, a father and a potential daughter. Like he's falling in love with Ellie, like as a, a daughter figure. Yeah, um, I think you're. I think you're right. Which I think the show um, like kind of demonstrates really well. I was going to ask about that because this this scene is pivotal, not just because of who Ellie eventually transforms into, but it's the first sign of who Joel kind of comes back to being, right? Um, someone that we haven't seen, I guess, in the show's purpose since, since the first episode. Um, and that's why that moment where he holds her and calls her baby girl and is so instinctive. Oh, that, that hit it. me. I completely forgot to mention that. That moment, like, really kind of, like... I don't know, like jerked my heart a little bit. I felt it. And I mean, same because it's in, in the way that they, they did it because in the game, you know, he pulls her off of David. So he sees what happens mm-hmm. here. He doesn't. And Ellie's just looking at her, uh, looking at him. And she starts by just saying he, and the moment she does that, he hugs her and, and calls her baby girl and says, I got you. And I felt that was, I mean, it, Oh man, it, it hit me hard, and I was wondering how how you guys kind of felt about that. Also, and do, are you bought in at this point that, like, like Joel, as much as he's kind of held it back this whole time, like he's just a hundred percent now just in love with this 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 girl and will do anything for her. I think we weirdly got a, a scene of that in Jackson because him not wanting her with him anymore kind of felt like he well it it didn't just feel like it we were shown it was because he didn't trust himself anymore like at that point he cared enough about her that he no longer wanted her like in his hands because he felt like he couldn't he wasn't capable of looking after her yeah i think that was a pretty pivotal moment for him and i I think like (laughs) in a weird way i don't know it's like he he like loved her enough to to let her go but then like at at some point you also have to realize that like people you you can't like let somebody if you you can't let somebody go from from one end you know what i mean like there's two people in in when i say relationship of course like any any kind of relationship but there's there's two people in that and people are holding on from both ends you know what i mean like it's it's interesting that like in this you know we see like Joel try to to pull away from Ellie and in in the future you know, we'll see, you know, in, in uh, The Last of Us 2, or I guess season two here, like, we'll see the other, the reverse happen and Ellie try to pull away from Joel. But, like, I think that, like, they are very solidly inseparable in this in this way at this point. Yeah, yeah I, I, agree. I agree. Yeah, because back in that episode, I think it was episode six, when, when he has, you know, the you're not my daughter kind of moment and he has to break down with Tommy, um, I personally felt it less as fear of, of him um not being able to protect ellie as much as fear of himself hurting again because he's not able to protect so he's, he's more protecting himself knowing that he may not be able to protect her and it kind of felt like he was just he was more worried about himself that's kind of how i took it and mm-hmm. then here 
it's just all that's out the window. Now it's all about about her, and he doesn't care what he has to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Uh, okay, this is a sort of a. I'll try to be uh, vague about this. Do you think they are going to have Abby in the next episode? No. I was thinking that. I wasn't sure whether they were going to go with the more vague approach of the first game or whether they were going to elaborate more of the second, like on the scene on the second game. And I feel like the thing that makes the second game work so well in terms of the narrative is the, um, the, uh, how do you, the non chronological storyline, because it gives you like a different perspective on the characters Uh, and why they're doing what they're doing. I like I liked how they did it in that game. I also I think the um, I think the pacing of that was like a little jumpy at times. But I, I like structurally, I think I think that was the only way to tell that story. I agree. Um, yeah, which you know does make you think a little bit about how they'll structure it in the show if they'll just try to do it as a chronological story or not. Um, yeah, I have my theory on that one already. Okay, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh because I, i've been racking my brain around it because i kind of feel like that that's that's a hard one to adapt and you know you either have two options right you either well you have many options but i think the one a lot of people are thinking is that it's going to be two seasons the first season is going to be like the first 60 percent of the game which without spoiling it you know covers one character right and then, that was my thought initially yeah. too but yeah but if you do that like people people are going to be like the time between all of that and how that happens and will people tune back in and will they want to, because it's, it's a very divisive thing. So my theory is that they're going to make one season, but they're going to make a long season. So they're going to make 15 episodes. They're probably going to film it all at once and they will have like a mid season break. That's maybe, I don't know, three months, six months, maybe at max. And the first eight episodes, they're going to tell the first, you know, 60% of that story all the way ending up to that one pivotal scene where things change. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get a little break, a little cliffhanger where people are going to be obviously speculating and freaking out and everything. And then it's going to start back up and it's going to end the season with with those last episodes. And to me, I feel like that would be the best way to do it, to A, tell your whole story, and two, not because it, it has to be it can't be chronological. It has to be the way it's structured in the game because all of those reveals and how things twist and turn is is really what makes the story work. I, I personally can't see them, you know, kind of interchanging back and forth between day one and day two. You just you'll just miss so much. Yeah. I do think we'll get more of a, a balance with a certain character because I feel like a certain character is keeping the viewership up and unlike a game where you kind of play the game from start to finish the production company is going to be thinking about keeping the viewership up with each episode so i feel like they're going to give a certain character more scenes or spread out these scenes a bit more um to keep people watching because i feel like if they put that moment where it is in the game people are going to turn off yeah, in the game you've spent sixty dollars, and so yeah. you're like, "Well, I better keep going." <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I spent sixty dollars on this. If they can nail it, because I I know you know that you, you got you got two sides to this, but I personally enjoy the second half of the game much more than I enjoy the first half of the game, um, and and that character development and and how 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 the story kind of plays out and everything. So if they do it right, right, they may get, you know, a little bit of backlash at the beginning from the people that don't know the game, but if they can do it right and they can find the right actress to play it, um, I think people can be really, really shocked and really engaged. I'm hoping, but we'll see. I mean, I have, I have no idea, but that's my theory. I do think that I have a feeling the TV show might actually do a better job with the storyline than the game did. Um, I personally have a few qualms with the way the game handled the um, the the like message they were trying to push for because I think they yeah. pushed it a little too hard, and I feel like the show the showrunners because it's got um, both Neil and Craig, um, I think they will have taken that into account and they might actually do a better job of it. Yeah, I think you can use use this as like a learning experience because like. I really loved I really loved the the second game and but like you know my my really only my my only issues with it are narrative like I don't I don't really think the ending landed but 
outside of that, like I, you know, I, I think they did a fantastic job, but I also do see like room for some improvement. Um, yeah, I think a little know, bit less like patronizing. Yeah, I think the patronizing thing. Yes, for, for yeah, I think that's thing. kind of the right word. Um, Probably less uh, dog deaths to try and like lean the favor towards another character. I would be, I would be in favor of them have like, killing less dogs. <laughs> how about how about like less enough. horses? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, we do I, have, some I have really too. bad news for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can't handle it. I'm sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> so let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. So Eric, we always end our episode with some predictions for the next one of what's going to happen. I think that so my prediction is going to be that um, and we and Felicia does know that giraffes are involved. So I am going to go ahead and say that Joel and Ellie are going to ride the giraffe into the sunset. And that's going to be the last scene. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jess, what do you have? I think that, uh, I don't know whether to call it a village or just like a group that David was running are going to like walk out and then they're going to find this massive horse that someone shot and just left in the road. They're like, oh my God, were we starving and eating people and he's just left us out here? (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be nice. Uh, Felicia, what do you think is going to happen? I think that um, we're finally going to see Negan. Because <laughs> from The Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> I was saying it all season. Him and his bet are going to come to play. Um, and unfortunately, he's going to take out a horse. Oof. We're, we're uh, going to get an end credit scene where we just hear off camera, Carl. Carl. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. I hate we've, Carl. Yeah, Eric, we've we've been pretty pretty determined this whole time that the Last of Us is in the Walking Dead universe. We're <laughs> we're trying to merge them together. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have a you have a, a, a speculation for us here for the last episode? Yeah, I think the end episode is gonna end with Ellie asking a very important question to Joel, and Joel's gonna look at the camera and say, "It's true. We are the Walking Dead." Oh my god. I, cr- I I vomited when that happened in the game. All right, let's close out of here. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us, man. I'm glad we got to have you on. Uh, I know we all got to roll out of here, so um, we will see you guys next week for the finale, and uh, maybe we'll find another show to talk about after that. I don't know. Send us suggestions for animal-based programs. We do have the um, Fallout show coming out. Yeah, that's true. That's going to be in September, I think. Is, the- is that on HBO? That'll be Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Oh, great. I have Amazon, guys. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that next week. So, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. I'm glad we had you on. Anytime. All right, very cool. All right, let's roll out of here. Um, everyone make your best horse noise. Nice. <laughs> that was better than mine. All right, <laughs> we're leaving. All right.